Okay, now I've hit record. Okay. Hit record, yay! <laughs> yeah. Hi, we're Witchy Bites. Hello, we are Witchy Bites. Welcome, all you people who are still in lockdown, if you are by the time this comes out. I'm Liz. And I'm Henny. And we thought we might do like a bonus episode where we talk about some of the ghosts that we've encountered. It's coming up to Samhain here. Mm-hmm. Soon, a few days off in the south. I have been trying to plan a small ritual. Trying is the the operative word, but I'm hoping I get some time on the actual day to do something, even something small. I'll talk about that next time if it happens. Yay! Hopefully, it will. I kind of end up doing like this sort of week long thing when it comes yeah. to sewing because I sort of start at Anzac Day. Which that makes yesterday. sense for here, yeah. Yeah, so um, for those who don't know, Anzac Day is the honouring of particularly people that have worked during times of war, so soldiers, nurses, mm-hmm. anyone who's lost their lives has come back and has since passed, and to thank people for, I guess, their service. Originally it was because of World War One, yep. um, but it has grown to encompass a much larger representation of honouring mm. our and service it used to just be about soldiers Mm -hmm. so men in particular and the few women who got in in world war one and now yeah i suppose all the conflict since then and it's australia and new zealand i don't know if they celebrate that day in new zealand sorry any new zealanders listening but it's a national australian day of recognition it does stand for Australia New Zealand Army Corps, so that's the what Anzac Day stands for. So I did do something for that. Um, hmm. uh, since we can't have our normal services, um, they did a thing where they got people to light a candle at dawn, and I have never attended a dawn service, and I suspect I never will. But um, every year I, I um, write, least we forget, on a bay leaf, and I burn it and... Um, for those that have passed on. So oh, I did a nice that last little, night. A nice little thing. I like that idea. I lit a candle inside. I didn't go outside because I didn't want to. But I did have the, a moment of reflection when I first yeah. got out of bed kind of thing, which was not yeah. at dawn. I'm sorry, people. But <laughs> it is it is an appropriate, like it falls, as that day falls on the 25th of April. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a few days before Samhain. So it does have a relevance to this festival. It really does. The pagan it really calendar. does. Yeah, as if you had if you had ancestors who fell into that soldier slash, um, you know, anyone who died in war in that kind of context, protecting your country, then yes, it would be. Very relevant. Like I totally see the connection. So yeah, serious a serious day, and yes, quite a start, quite a big start to to this season for us. I feel mm. it's important, you know, if we're going to honour the the departed, then soldiers and nurses and doctors and you know who else has died in conflict during a time of war, then it's. Mm. A worthy time to start honouring them. So Definitely. that's where my sewing starts for me. Mm. Um, and then, of course, it's the 
turning of the phagus, uh, mm. the deciduous tree, which we talked about in our last podcast, we're not able to go this year because of viruses. Mm. Uh, the Tasmanian Pagan Alliance have done a meditation called uh, Phagus from Afar. So I sat outside just two hours ago and I, I did the meditation and um, I had a slight experience where I was just like, you know, imagining sitting under the tree, well, next to the trees because they're not that tall. Mm. And suddenly there was like a little creature in the branches and I was like, oh, hello, who are you there? And it was just peeking out at me. And it was this real feeling of youth and curiosity and like a real youngness. And that is my association with the Fagus. And I didn't expect that. I expect it to, to be more decline and yeah, but it's not, it's completely young. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know exactly what I'm talking about, don't you? You're I just those, smiling. <laughs> I met those little creatures when we went up, the, when we actually went there. So I know exactly who you're talking about. They are so freaking cute. Yeah. Oh, my God. So adorable. <laughs> and they kind of, in my mind, they make a noise that kind of goes, <laughs> Oh, really? Like I the squeak cute noise. Uh, I just saw them. I didn't hear them. And I only saw one. So, yeah. I didn't I didn't hear it, but that was like when I think of yeah. them, it's just kind of, <laughs> That's the noise they make. So cute. Yeah. So cute. And so young. Like it's such a newness, such a, a – I just, yeah, I don't know. That, that was my me, experience. It feels like that's the the beginning of their cycle or like when they lose the leaves, when the leaves turn, that's the beginning rather than the end. That was what yeah, I got. Right. I don't know why. I don't know as much as you would. I didn't study science or – anything like that at university um so I, I don't know as much about the trees as Liz does or might so I'm not sure about their life cycle aside from their trees and they shed their leaves or small bushy trees it's kind of like a a dominancy so it's like you know they're pulling back all the nutrients and stuff mm. and I think it's sap back into the inner bits because the cold is coming so I kind of expected it to be yeah a feeling like that and it is so not it's and not. so but I suppose it could be the energy of or a creature not of the phagus but that is of the phagus because everything comes back in at that time so this is when they have access to it so the energy yeah. or from the tree pulling back in so now at this time whatever that creature is, if it's part of the phagus itself or just that lives with them because this happens, this is when they have access to either that power or directly the nutrients or whatever. It's a So it could Perhaps. be, yes, this is their, their you know, the, the bountiful time because everything's coming back into the phagus because the phagus yeah. is going to sleep. Yeah, 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 mm. yeah. So maybe. it could be that. So that's why it's all happy and youthful because it's like, oh, this is when we have access to this. One of the things I wrote was um, because it changes colour and mm -hmm. subsequently loses its leaves, mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that the core changes. No. And I think maybe that might be the message of the plant. But yeah, so it was it was fun. I love uh, the Vegas. That sounds amazing. Well, you've experienced it. Yeah. So I don't suppose um, they made a recording of the 
of the meditation to they publicly put up the meditation um in written words i i recorded it um just for myself so because i wanted to sit down not have to think what's the next step you know yeah um i can send it to you but i would definitely pause it okay um, in bits yeah cool yeah sounds good well do you have anything else you want to say about what's going on with you or what's been going on with my life um a, a fair bit of stuff really i have both liz and i took some time off over easter so i had some time where i wasn't working from home which was absolutely lovely and i spent a lot of time out in the garden helping my mother remove the millions and millions of weeds we have in our garden we're going to have to re-sow our lawn, but that's a different story. <laughs> it's mostly weeds, not lawn. Um, and I really felt, I really felt that connection and the changing of the season. I am more suburban than Liz, so sometimes for me it's a bit more difficult to get out and about, aside from our yard. But actually going out and I've started some. I've got some seedlings growing. They've been in in their little pots inside for like a week. And I planted some seeds yesterday outside, stuff that has to be planted directly. So, yeah, I've been outside a lot and I've planted a few bits and pieces, some seeds, mostly vegetable seeds. And hopefully they'll grow. So I've I've been doing that. There's something I've wanted to do for ages and it's really great that I finally made myself do it like found the time and made myself actually get out there and get my hands dirty not metaphorically (laughs) (laughs) literally um but the other big thing that i've been doing is i started to do the course in the artist's way book again so it's like a uh it's called creative recovery but it links creativity with spirituality it has a bit of a traditional God bent to it, but it's not overpowering. I have worked you, through the course before. Oh, yeah. You spoke a little bit about it in the um, self-care episode. Yeah, so I, yeah. I, did it, the, I did it fully quite a while ago and I kept doing the, the morning pages as a sort of self-care ritual in the mornings. But now I'm going back and doing the course again because I feel like I could be a lot more creative in my life. But going through it this time, because I've done it once before, this time I'm seeing the connection with the spirituality much more Mm -hmm. because it's much more about um, you create a space in your life for creative, however you want to interpret creative, work or way of being to come into your life so you just create a space and then you might sit down to do whatever you feel is creative and you just let yourself be open to your spiritual influence to come through to you is your possum going a little crazy yeah if you can hear that noise it's the possum so sorry i can hear that noise yeah only a little he's okay (laughs) He, he's sick and he's getting better, so he's going a bit loopy. Um, Sorry. 
That's okay. I love Drex. He's fine. Mm. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, and that's actually had quite a – doing re, – restarting the artist way. I think I'm on – I'm after we finish this podcast, I'll get into the work for week three. So I'm not very far through it. But it's been very different this time. It's been much more – like I felt much more open creatively but also spiritually. And I mm. have – I just feel like I can do more things. I don't know. I can't think of a better way to put it. So, so far, so good. I've re- It's been really influential. I've really liked it and I think I'll get a lot out of it. So if I have anything major to report, I'll keep everybody informed. Yeah. All right. Sorry. We thought we'd share some scary or not scary ghost stories of our own as a kind of extra add-on to last week. Who wants to go first with the scary or not with the ghost story? <laughs> yeah, I, none of mine are scary. So um, they're just stories. Um, I can start if you like. We can do one and one. How does that okay. sound? All right. So I guess I'll start with um, when I was a child, I lived in a house that was over 100 years old. So it was like a little uh, four-roomed cottage, six people living in it. It was quite small and challenging I didn't know your house was that tiny yeah it was like three bedrooms and a lounge room and then the veranda had been converted into a kitchen and there was a bathroom at the end it was tiny wow yeah I didn't I don't know why I was just like there are lots of people must have been a big house no no okay that's why my parents ended up building a house (laughs) Um, <laughs> they why they would have yeah and my brother was had to come and live with this my older brother had to come and live with us so there was seven of us for a while but anyway anyway one day me and my sister um we were playing in our bedroom that we shared and we kept seeing my other sister caroline run down the hallway and we'd never see her come back up the hallway just always running down the hallway in the same direction so after a little while my sister and i being the patient gets that we aren't. We went down to the lounge room and we're like, ah, <laughs> Caroline running down the hallway. And mum was like, what are you talking about? Caroline's been here for like two hours and hasn't left. And we're like, eh? what? And um, so many, many times after this experience, we did see this little girl who had blonde mm-hmm. hair. She was about five years old, just running mm-hmm. down the hallway in the same direction from the back door to the front door. And so it sort of just became part of our life. It was she was just yeah. an impression. She didn't know that we were there. Um, yeah, we're still know, her house, probably. Probably, and she yeah. must have just ran through the house like that was what she did as a little kid, as yeah. a little kid. So, so that was really interesting. All the people that saw her were all the girl folk, if we want to get gender specific. Like my sister yeah. saw her, my two sisters saw her, my mum saw her. I saw her. My brother and my dad didn't see her. Ah. But much later on, we let someone else come and stay in this house. Um, and we didn't tell them about the ghost because, like, you know, it's like, That's why would you mean. tell anyone that? Well, she wasn't doing anything and, you know. And so, like, they stayed there for a month and um, as they were leaving, they were like, oh, we just 
want to let you know that there's something in that place. And we're like, oh, yeah, we know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be really brave and sound weird and tell you that this ghost. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, there is actually an episode of The House on YouTube of one of the local ghost hunters went and did when I was in my 20s. Oh, that's kind of um, cool. But it's really dumb because, like, the person uh. is one of those over-sensationalized, you know, it's a portal, it's, you know, demons, you know, that kind of stuff. And it was just a little girl in a hallway. So, but one thing that is interesting is that they did get an EVP of someone saying the name Effie. And my oh, dad that's... did some research oh. into the house and there was someone called Effie that lived there. So, okay, who that's knows? Cool. Yeah. That last, like, so I've, I have heard this story, but that last part, I don't know that I had heard. Yeah. I can't remember. That, that happened, that happened after, like, I moved back from Japan. Someone came, like, I took them to the cottage. Mm. They were friends that were doing a ghost hunting thing. And yeah. I didn't, and yeah. weirdo uh. psychic friend who I'm uh. not convinced about. Um, anyway. But the EVP you was know. good. Yeah. So there's one connection. Yeah. So anyway, that's my first story. It's a good story. I like that story. It's a nice story. Very harmless. Yeah. Um, I was just trying to think of a ghost, an actual ghost ghost story. Tell any story. I'm, I'm cool with anything, be it (laughs) ghost or not ghost. Um, I do have one for you, but you might want to save that till later in the podcast. Okay. Do you remember your experience at someone's house when you were house sitting? Oh yeah, I wasn't even going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> that was scary. Yeah, that was scary. <laughs> uh, I will tell that story. I'll tell it. I won't tell it first. So, no. so I'll tell you another story that happened to me. I don't know, a year ago, mm-hmm. not that long ago. So I have, so this is like a caveat to my story. I have a sleeping disorder, which means that I often will see things as I'm going to sleep. It also means I don't sleep, well, I sleep really well and then don't feel rested, which sucks. So yay. But I do sometimes see things. Often it's not particularly interesting or supernaturally it's I can tell it's just something that I've seen but sometimes I see things that are really left out of left field and I have no idea like where the thought comes from or why I'm seeing this thing and I think they're a little bit different those experiences and they don't happen that that often but every now and again I get a bit of a an interesting fun thing so yeah about a year ago I was drifting off to sleep and I woke up and there was a woman a young woman standing next to my bed I just saw her really plainly and she was quite tall about mid-20s she looked distressed she had really long blonde hair and blue eyes and she was standing like really close to my bed and she was like reaching out towards me and she had her eyes were like bulging out of her head and her jaw was elongated like it looked like she was gaping at me so 
when I woke up the next day, I was like, she looked terrifying. But at that, when I woke up, I saw her and I thought straight away, like I sat up in bed and I started talking to her and I said, oh, Jessica, what's wrong with you? Are you okay? Like, why have you gotten out of bed? Can I help you? Like, what's what's wrong? I'm here. I'll, I'll just put the light on. I'll try and help you. Like, don't worry. It's okay. I'm here. Don't worry. Like, everything's going to be perfectly fine. And I spoke to her. Like, I wake up and I see things and I interact with them. That's a normal part of, like, these experiences that I have. And sometimes things that I see will interact back with me, which is kind of scary. Sometimes they don't. Usually they don't. And that's when I know it's much, it's more of a, like a, a dream. And this time the woman, this young woman didn't really try. She, it was like she couldn't. She sort of tried to and she sort of made a noise and moved a little bit, but I couldn't. When I spoke to her, I knew that she couldn't talk back to me. But I was, I was not frightened of her. And I was quite distressed because she had come from somewhere, whoever Jessica is, to talk to me, to tell me something. And I couldn't communicate with her properly. And I was just like, oh, I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll get this light on. I'll talk to you. I'll help you. You know, don't worry. Like, I, I will, I'll be able to help you. Just give me a minute. I'll put the light on so that we can talk properly. And as I was talking to her, I was also thinking of another woman, again, a mid-twenties she had short dark hair her name was like Ezzy or Eliza and I could picture her in my head and I was like oh if Jessica's here there's something wrong with like Eliza whatever whoever this other woman was so I had this whole story in my mind Mm -hmm. and I knew who this woman was the cat just went away and (laughs) like I was really worried about her even though she was actually quite terrifying to look at and I was, she was there, I could see her and I could almost, I felt like I could touch her. But I turned the light on and she disappeared, of course, because. That's what they do. <laughs> that's what happens when these things happen. So, and I just sort of sat on my bed for a long time. Like it felt like a really long time, but you know, five minutes. And I was like, where did she go? Well, what's going on? Where, where's Jessica? What's happened? And I slowly, I suppose, woke up more and realized that she she wasn't there and she hadn't been there but it took me a really long time usually I put the light on or move around and then it's like oh no I was having a thing I was half asleep that's all that was going on but this time it took a really long time because I and I really thought this person was next to my bed and needed my help and I was I was upset Like I was, at the time I was really upset because I was like, she needed my help and I couldn't help her. Mm. And I was quite worried. But then as I woke up more, I was like, I don't even know who she is. Or who the other girl was that I could see in my mind. And she was all dressed in white, which was something I didn't say. Like she had a, like a nighty or long dress, plain, Mm. like no frills or anything, but just a plain long white dress with long sleeves mm. and I haven't looked into into it because I'm not really sure what to and look up been back no. no I don't know who she is and I've never mm. seen her since um a house isn't particularly old 
I think we were one of the first people to live here. I don't know anyone called Jessica. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Of that age, I do know someone called Jessica, but she's not quite that old. She's blonde, but... Yeah. And also the way the woman looked, her eyes were really bulged out and her jaw was like open and like she was gaping at me, but it was like down sitting on her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it was long. Like a horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. And like her her hands were a bit odd, like a bit elongated. But at the time, didn't bother me. That's what she looked like. Yeah. You just wanted to help her. Yeah. Yeah. I was really distressed. I was like, I'm supposed to be taking care of you and you're not where you're supposed to be. That was what I thought. You're here, so there must be something really, really wrong and I'm supposed to be looking after you and I'm not. Mm. It was really strange. Mm. Mm. It was very strange. And, yeah, Mm. when I woke up again the next morning, I was like, oh, my God, she looked terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) And she was there and I could see where she was, like, next to my bed. And she was scary. (laughs) But at the time, it was like, oh, it's just you. It's just Jessica. Oh, no. (laughs) No. Yeah. I don't know how to react in that situation, but, yeah. (laughs) Well, it's... It's not unusual for mm. me. I haven't had one that clear that I remember that well. But um yeah, I have other stories, sorry. Mm. That was a that was a quite a mild one. Mm. Really, in comparison. God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I tell them very well, but yeah. No, no, no that was that was taught perfectly. Yay! Oh, fun. <laughs> <laughs> Mine are all scary because they're the only ones I really remember. Yeah, Yay. of course. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Well, thanks for it. Great. We'll be very balanced. I'll be like, this really benign thing happened and you'll be like, fear. <laughs> <laughs> Here's something terrifying for you people. Happy Halloween. Happy Samhain. <sighs> uh, I guess okay. I'll tell my second story. Okay. Um, so I might tell the one that I had in Japan. So this was a we, little scary. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so we lived, um, as I mentioned before, um, I lived on an island in the Seto Inland Sea. So, um, which is south, and, which is south. I was in yep. Hiroshima prefecture. So, but on an island, um, mm. in the ocean and, um, <laughs> and comparative the, to an island in the middle of the land yes well it could happen it, it could, could. could. inland lake with island anyway sorry your story go <laughs> <laughs> um and i just try to think how to tell this story so um while i was there i was working and my husband wasn't um so he would go on all these really long walks and one day he stumbled across an abandoned hospital um, up on the hill behind our house. Was it close, um, like close to your house or was it? It was really close, yeah. Oh, wow. It was seriously just up on the hill behind our house. Like That in itself is it... kind of, I didn't realise it was that close. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, he had a look around and he was like, okay, well, you know, this is, he said it was like it had just, everyone had just walked out and left everything. Like it was, you know, still like, Guernseys in the hallway and medical stuff everywhere and um 
And so... Um, Before you continue, did he take any photographs? Uh, he did, yeah. He called it Silent Hill and put them all up on Facebook. So if you look through his photos, you'll find them. I'm going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Exciting. Actually, I think I did uh, look at it, some of them at the time. But anyway, yes. Yeah, he said it was really unnerving and quite creepy um, and he felt like he was being watched, which he found Ew. really unnerving. Yeah, so he left. Um, but then my sister come to visit me, the same one who I thought was running down the hallway, um, and she and him wanted to go up and have a look again. So they went up and they had another explorer and they took more photos and that kind of thing. Um, and then after they came back, I started just – seeing things out of the corner of my eye like something walking past the doorway or so that went on for about uh, I don't know three weeks and I sort of started to notice that I wouldn't see it if our air conditioning was on it was only if our if you know we had the windows open and that kind of thing so Luke leaves to come back to Australia to set up for us moving home and I'm left alone and one night I had fallen asleep uh, on the bed without um, turning the aircon on and when I woke up there was this shadow figure standing over my bed staring at me and she was tiny like I knew she was a woman like just by mm. looking at her mm. and she was not that tall I don't know like maybe 140 something centimeters like okay so that's less short. that's less than five foot tall she was really she, short so she was yeah. really little because yeah, neither of um, us are very tall. We like just yeah. don't, I'm just over five foot. Yeah, so um and she was just staring at me like I think curious, like I got the impression that she was curious. She was like, Who's this white person hanging out in, you know, this yeah. <laughs> room, you know, that kind of thing. And I sort of yeah. looked at her and I thought, Oh my god, what do I do? And I thought, oh, nothing, I can't do anything. So I just rolled over, put the blanket over my head and went back to sleep. <laughs> Um, and you managed and I to go up, to sleep. I did go to, to sleep. Yeah, I managed go, to yeah. fall back asleep. And when I woke up, she was gone, and I quickly turned on the air conditioning, and I never forgot it <laughs> until I left. <laughs> um, but I told I told one of my my um, friends about it, mm. and she, who's Japanese, and she mm. cracked up laughing, and she was like, oh, people don't like air conditioning, so I'm not surprised. <laughs> and that was her response to the whole thing. <laughs> You saw a ghost. Ghost. Oh, people don't like air conditioning, so blah, blah. That makes God. sense. Like, it was, like, completely logical. <laughs> the uh, fact so that you anyway. saw a ghost just sort of whoosh over her head. I don't know. Well, she then told me about a story about her being on a camp at Mount Fuji and seeing a ghost there. So that was really cool. So we had this okay. real good dialogue going back and forth. But, um, yeah, so, yeah. That Maybe was... ghosts are more active in Japan because it's the Japanese people that live there now have been there for quite some time, like that group of people. And they honour here, and they honour them in that way, mm. like um, yeah. And everyone does, doesn't that? Don't they? It's it's quite a normal, not ancestor worship, but what's the word? Veneration. Yeah. 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 I, and I do feel like there is some kind of natural energy, cohesive thing that we don't have here. Like, mm. um, yeah, but, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't unusual. Like she said, people don't really talk about it, but it's quite uh, yeah, common. Yeah, 
yeah from what i understand of japanese culture which is definitely not as much as you do that would be something that they would discuss openly with many people but it would be something that could easily happen would you tell me about seeing the ghost in the dorm that she was staying in i was like so what did you do and she's like what do you mean what did i do i just screamed (laughs) (laughs) i was like okay (laughs) okay what do you mean what did i do okay (laughs) okay so that's my second story (laughs) you never saw her again no, because I left the air conditioning on. Like I was like, never is this air conditioning coming off ever again. Like it was you summer. Don't... It was it was warm. It was <laughs> so you so know, it was having fine. the aircon on was fine. But um, yeah. yeah. So yeah. you'd seen you 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 think the 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 shadowy flitters were her? I think so. I think it only happened after they went up to the hospital. Um, my mm. sister and and Luke together and I think she must have followed them down like before then I hadn't seen anything so um yeah so I think it makes sense like it just seems a bit too coincidental yeah that that would make sense in my mind and she definitely knew that I was there like it wasn't like yeah it wasn't like she she didn't know like she was there purposefully looking at me so that is rather creepy as yeah. as I have heard people say in other podcasts about ghosts, mm. the awareness is always really much more creepy. Yeah, it's really interesting because yeah. I I as I said before for my first story, I see lots of stuff. I've seen lots of really creepy things, which I'll talk more about in a minute. But <laughs> hearing someone else say it and talk about it I'm like oh they must have been terrified like that sounds really <laughs> scary but when I see stuff it's just like oh this again yeah. oh well <laughs> and as I've said to Liz I've I've woken up and seen I I often see people in my bedroom and I just get up and turn the light on and just say get the fuck out yeah. not you again get out yeah. I'm surprised yeah. that the other people living in my house don't come in and go, are you okay? <laughs> Just I heard you yelling again. Angrily. <laughs> Get out. Yeah. <laughs> Intruder or cat? <laughs> yeah, that's Who the thing. Knows? I also wake up and yell at the cats. Get out. <laughs> yeah, so maybe mm-hmm. they just think. I have been told that. My mum has said. I have said to her, I, I I had saw this thing last night and I woke up and yelled and she was like, oh, I thought you were yelling at the cat because I do that too, so maybe they don't worry. <laughs> <sighs> Sleep is not a thing I get a lot of, as you can probably tell. <laughs> okay. Um, what story should I share now? Should I share my shadow person story or the story you alluded to earlier? Let's go shadow person because that is uh, exciting because I want that last one to be the last story. Okay, right. <laughs> I was going to leave this to last because this is, yeah. Oh, this... good. Do whatever order you would like. Well, the, this both of these stories that I am talking about frighten the living bejesus out of me, so we'll go with either one. So I'll do the shadow person, which kind of spoils it, but, you know. So I, (laughs) when I was about 14, um, 
yep, about 14 years old, I started to, not started to, I really suddenly, just before I turned 14, I was suddenly terrified, terrified of the dark. I just sudden, really suddenly going from like sleeping normally, not worrying too much about it, to like could not sleep at all really suddenly like one night to the next I just was terrified I couldn't sleep I hated the dark it was frightened me beyond comprehension um so another little bit of background when I was really young I would my mum used to tell me that I or and says that I used to wake up and would talk about seeing things in the dark so I'd she she said I talked about seeing the fairies and and playing with the fairies and often when I was really little I'd get up and play in the night I'd just wake up and my mum would ask me what I was doing and I would say I was playing with someone I was playing in the dark with my dolls when I couldn't see them like it was actually dark and I'd just get up and play (laughs) and so I was a strange child I also sleepwalked but you know so sleep has never been a thing I've gotten a lot of, it seems. So when I turned, so I had, like, I was used to seeing stuff. But then I turned 14 and, like, I actually got really frightened. And I'd never been frightened particularly before. But so this is, so so I was just frightened of the dark. I had to sleep with the light on. I had to sleep. I think we had to rearrange my room so my bed faced the door so I could see the door because I was frightened of the door. And the door had to be open in the light, which showed the hallway completely. So it was really quite bright, shone in onto me. So it was really bright. Like it was, you could see most things. Like there was no, not a lot of dark in that room because the room's really tiny. And I had to sleep facing this open door with this light. So... This went on and on. I don't know how I slept because I remember I would just go to bed and be terrified and just lay there being terrified, waiting for something for months. And it just went on and on. And I was not really sleeping much and I didn't see anything that I remember. And then I don't know how long after I started being frightened to this event, how long it was, but I know it, was, it wasn't It was weeks, it was a few months, but I can't tell you how long it was. So I went to bed as normal, lay facing the, facing the doorway with the light, lay there being afraid, waiting just to sort of go to sleep. And I did start to sort of drift off and then the light went out like the light disappeared and I couldn't see the light anymore and I opened my eyes because I was like oh my god someone has gotten up and turned the light off when they know that I'm really frightened and I was actually going to be angry because I was like (laughs) I'm terrified and you've turned the light off on me because it went really dark like it went from lots of light to no light Mm -hmm. and I opened my eyes and there was a shadow man standing in the doorway Nope. So he was very tall, as tall as our normal six-foot doorway, and he went up Mm -hmm. above the doorway, so he was over six foot tall. He blocked the light completely. I could see 
part of his head and his shoulders and it just went down. I think he had a cape or a cloak. I couldn't see any features. I couldn't see any scary red eyes. I couldn't see <laughs> anything. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think he had any feet. But he blocked the light and that was the thing. It was suddenly very, very dark in the room. I think he may have had a hat on now that I have no. learned more about shadow people. No. But I'm not sure about that. Mm-hmm. I do know he had really long hair and that it was a man and mm-hmm. he just blocked all the light out. And I lay there for what felt like a really long time just staring at him. I was so frightened. I cannot describe how terrified I was. And in the end, somehow I rolled over to face the wall and like curled into a fetal position and just sort of rocked back and forth. And I had a panic attack. I felt like my heart was going to explode out of my chest. Like there was a lot of pain. And I was like, I'm going to die. He's going to kill me. And then I just blacked out. In some ways, it's probably a good thing. But my God, that's terrifying. And it felt like moments, uh, so I sort of, I don't know, blacked out. And then I woke up and it was morning. Like it felt like a moments had passed. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. That's terrifying. And I, I woke up, the light was still on, the door was still open, and nothing happened. I don't think I would sleep again after that, ever. But I wasn't afraid of the dark anymore. (gasps) from that day like that day and I remember lying there having a panic attack I assume that's what it was and thinking I would do anything to not die and not be afraid anymore I sort of put it out there and I said do anything take anything I don't care I was I felt like I was going to die so I mm-hmm. said to the greater universe put it out there I just said I will do anything to mm. not be like this anymore. Mm. And that's when you lost some of your natural ability wasn't it? Yeah, so I stopped seeing anything at all. Mm. So I used to see a real lot of things then as a child and mm-hmm. I have worked quite hard and developed some of that ability again. But, yeah, so I gave up, like, my connection to universe, magic, intuition, I don't know, but I wasn't afraid of the dark anymore and I could sleep. And it was, like, that It was that night I went to bed and I was just – the fear had gone and I felt fine. But I also – I didn't particularly dream a lot. I had no intuition – like feeling of intuition after that. Yeah. Hmm. It was very interesting. Hmm. So that's my yeah. experience with shadow people. And it's I've seen some things since, but not like that. Mm-hmm. 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 And even my next story, which I'll tell after Liz tells her next story. Is... <laughs> I'm trying to think what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> we could tell heaps of stories. Um <laughs> Though I was really frightened, it had some shadows of of, of that, but it wasn't like that. Mm. So that's my shadow person story. Maybe mm. Hat Man, not sure. Mm. Mm. I mean, 
Yeah, there are some people that have seen shadows that are really terrifying, but then it seems like nearly everyone who sees Hatman is terrified. So um, he's terrifying. Mm. He's mm. very terrifying. And it was just the the fear of it was so overwhelming. Like I couldn't even now really properly articulate anything I got from him. Like usually when I see stuff now, and I suppose you could concur, you sort of have an idea of what that creature or energy is like. Mm-hmm. You know, you get there's some feedback. Like yeah. you can get a feel for what they are or you know whatever it is like with the um fagus the little fagus creature you have an understanding of what so yeah the squee creature the squee fagus (laughs) creature (laughs) you get a feel for what they are to a degree but with Mm -hmm. this it was just like the fear was so overwhelming that it was like i couldn't even tell you his intention or like i was frightened of him but it was kind of like it was so overpowering that i couldn't I couldn't tell you if he meant me any harm. Do you think that it was he just... was fear? Like, do you think that that was what he was projecting? Possibly. It seemed very purposeful, mm-hmm. as in I was meant to be really afraid. Yeah. But it was kind of like, be afraid. Yeah. And any other intention was, I don't yeah. know, Unknown. hidden behind yeah. it because I couldn't sense or feel anything. Yeah. Other than overwhelming fear. Yeah. Oh, and FYI, I don't get panic attacks. I've never had one since. I just assume that that's what happened because it was just so overwhelming. Mm. Well, you blacked it's out. Not... Like, my goodness. Yeah. Well, that's what it felt like. I assume I went to sleep, but I lost time. Yeah. So I just yeah. went to sleep and then it was morning. Like, there was no, you know, you feel like you've been asleep. Mm hmm. I just closed my eyes and then opened them again and it was morning. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. From like, I don't even know what time it was, hours, yep. at least five hours, say. Yep, yep. <sighs> yep, no, I don't like that Yeah. It's <laughs> a great story. You're glad it wasn't funny. One of, <laughs> one of my best. <laughs> yeah. One of my, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have a nice story now? <laughs> well, I'm, there's one that I was thinking about telling, but it's a, it's an energy-based story more than anything else. I didn't actually see anything. I just felt something. Um, That's good. Feelings so, are good as long as they're yeah. nice. Yeah. So, um, like, when Luke and I were, were dating, we used to just go into random shops and look around, like um, – mm-hmm antique stores and things like that and some of them are creepy though the one that i got my desk from that i'm sitting at right now um we were just like looking around um looking around the bottom and i was like oh yeah this is interesting blah 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 and then we went upstairs and i got this immense feeling of something bad like something so freaking awful I can't even put into words it was horrid and I just had to get out of there I just said to look I can't be here I've got to get out I can't stay up here I just just get me out of here get me out of here so we went downstairs and and I was just like no I just 
what are they building? There's something not good here. And mm-hmm. um, so I don't know, like that was as far as it went, very, very small, but it was kind of like a, I don't know whether it was something attached to the object or whether it was a person or or what. Um, but yeah, it was, it was not good. And mm. I actually haven't been back into that <laughs> secondhand store since because it was, yeah, horrid. So... Horrid. What I think I know the building, but was mm. it an old building? It was almost almost all the buildings in our town are really old anyway. But yeah, yeah so it's actually up near Elizabeth College, um, and there's like yeah. the piano yeah, yeah. store downstairs, and the yeah, the that was the one. It's around yep. the corner, and yeah, so I know the one. one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, it's... so, and my other question was, were there lots of objects upstairs, like lots Thanks. of different things? Heaps, yeah, yeah. yeah so but there were heaps, heaps of things downstairs as well. It wasn't like it was. It was just an immense feeling of something bad. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, no, you go. Oh, it could have. I was just going to say it could have been. Yeah, like you said, any any of those objects, or mm. possibly something upstairs in the building. Mm. All I, I know mean, is these... that I didn't want to go back. So, yeah, yucky. Yeah. So these these buildings are from like the eighteen, the eighteen hundreds. So there's a lot of history, and we have quite a violent colonial past. So yeah, it could have been, could have been, been a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. I only ever felt that feeling one other place, also in Hobart. Oh yeah, um, up of course. At, up at uh, up at down. I guess it's down, down in mm. South Hobart. Mm-hmm. Up from my house, down in South Africa. Yeah, Hobart. down from me. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a massive oval with a um, like a sports ground. That's mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know if you know it, but um, uh, something. I went there one night with some people, and I just was like, nah, nah, we got to turn around, we got to go, we got to go now, we got to go now. <laughs> So, but again, I don't have anything other than just that feeling of this is not good and get out of here now. Well, again, it's, it's, it's like, these are, these are places that have had violent pasts of 200 plus years now. So Mm -hmm. it could have been anything. And there are a lot of um, Aboriginal people in this area who were horribly displaced to put Mm -hmm. it mildly Mm -hmm. when we were colonized, invaded. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of history in these places and even like the convict history, like it's not as if us white fellas were really nice to each other at different points as well. So there's lots of could have been a lot of violence. And it was near the female prison, like it's in that uh, region. It's near the tip the f- and yeah. yeah. So you know, you gotta wonder, like And the female yeah. factory we, I did a tour there with my mum last year for last year the year before yeah um and there's nothing there now like it's it's a is it a world heritage site it's a historical site of historical significance in hobart it's and there's pretty like, much ruins yeah there's walls the outside yeah. walls and 
maybe a cottage that like the overseer lived in possibly that's been done up and that's it like that's all that's there there's nothing there it's just a big open space Mm -hmm. with a wall down the middle and it's Mm -hmm. horrible it's absolutely awful place you go in there and it's just really oppressive it's just really it was hard it was it was really hard to do the tour I know I should go because I did have a relative that was put in the female factory and we did too. Should, one. Yeah. Just go one. and see what it's like. Just from it's horrible. point of view. <laughs> but I it's kind awful. of think she probably also wouldn't want me to go there in some ways, I think, because I can't imagine it being a great place for her. So yeah. No. And hearing about what it was like, it was just they tortured them. It was mm. just awful. Mm-hmm. Um as they like I wasn't unusual at that time. Yeah. But um I didn't see anything particular yeah. as in spirit, but it was just it just felt horrible. And yeah, knowing one of your relatives was there doesn't help. I'm trying to see if I can see her in my world, but I cannot. I cannot. She's there. Uh, yes, yeah, so you were going to tell about your terrifying story. My other terrifying story, one of my other terrifying oh. stories, my most terrifying story. Z- um, okay, so this happened last year. Yay. <laughs> so, here we go. Okay, so this happened last year. I was house-sitting for a part of May and June last year for about six weeks and I was house-sitting for a lady and her cat Um, I love this cat he was the inspiration or part of the inspiration for the name of our podcast because he bit me when we were talking about it because he did that because he didn't like me very much and he's a very large cat and he didn't like me when I first started house-sitting him house sitting with him so this house was built because I looked it up we think it was probably built in the 1940s so it's got a little bit of history it's a lovely little house and I really enjoyed staying there aside from this thing that I'm going to tell you Um, and it had it still had all of the old 40s and 50s kind of furniture that the lady had collected and, and had there and it was just lovely it had a lovely garden it could be a bit cold but it was all set up nicely so it was just cozy and I, I really I really like staying in this house and I did say I would go back if she ever needed me to house it again I don't know why <laughs> because this was scary um so I'd been in the house two weeks I think like it was a fair way into it. Two or three weeks I'd been there and I'd gotten into a bit of a routine. I was all set up. I was happy. The cat didn't hate me anymore. Um, and I'd felt fine. I got I got nothing from the house. I didn't feel like anything was particularly frightening. It was just a lovely house. I just liked being there. The cat didn't hate me anymore. So I was fine. I was getting along fine. And... I can't really re- 
remember if anything triggered this and I didn't I don't remember feeling particularly uneasy till until this happened but yeah about halfway through so we'll say about three weeks in I had about three weeks left to go I was asleep or go, going to sleep and I left the door to the bedroom a little bit open so the cat could come in because now he liked me and I thought oh he might want to come in because the owner said that he liked to go in and sleep on the bed because there was this nice fluffy rug at the bottom and and she said he'd probably come in after a while and sleep on the bed so I left the door a little bit ajar to let him come in and so the room was quite a big room to me and I could and the bed was sort of in the middle against a wall and I could see the door easily from from if I lay on my side facing one way so I was just laying there and I was almost asleep and as as you do you're just about to go to sleep and I just sort of I don't know may have felt someone looking at me through the door so I opened my eyes and I saw through the door a creature standing looking through the doorway at me and I didn't look for very long because it was horrible. And this creature looked like it was made up of parts of a person. So it had chopped up a bunch of people and stuck the bits together. So there was like a head, but it was attached to the chest right in the middle. So it had no head. It was just sort of a torso and then someone else's arms and two different legs and like two halves of the torso so the bottom half and then the top bit and like there was ma male and female I could see like some parts were female and some parts were male and there there may have been a head or two heads sort of stuck on the chest and there was blood and it was just looking through the doorway at me and I knew it couldn't come into the doorway like I knew it couldn't come in but I also knew that what I thought at the time, much like I did with the Jessica girl, like a weird thought that I don't know where it came from, I thought that creature's going to come in and kill me like it has killed the other five people in this house. But it couldn't come through the door. And I just, like you did with the, the, the ghost lady, I rolled over and was just like, if I don't acknowledge it, it can't come in. And I will just have to wait. And I did, it took me a while to go to sleep, but I knew I had to not look at it and not acknowledge it was there so that it wouldn't come through the door and kill me. So that happened three weeks in. From then on, again, I had the fear of the dark. I was terrified of the dark. I'd wake up each morning and I'd be okay. I'd be like, oh, this is silly. Like the house is fine. And slowly, either if it was on the weekend, slowly it would build up and by the time it got dark, I'd be terrified or I'd go to work. Work would be fine because I, I work full time and I was still working while this was happening. And I'd come home and I'd eat dinner and then it'd be time to go to bed and I'd be like, I'm afraid now. And this went on for the three weeks and I could have gone home, like I could have come back home. It would have been fine. I could have come back home, 
gone and checked on the cat each night if I really had to. But I didn't. I didn't tell anyone. I felt I could not tell anyone that I was absolutely terrified. Not because of like being ashamed of it or anything like that, but I felt something awful would happen to me and the person I told if I told anybody. And I wasn't sleeping. So I don't sleep well anyway. Haha. <laughs> but I actually wasn't sleeping at all because I would stay up till as late as I possibly could because if I was awake it was fine. I knew I couldn't nothing would happen. But when I went to bed and went to sleep, that's when things would happen. Nothing happened. Nothing else happened. But that was what I was afraid of. So I would stay up until I just couldn't stay awake anymore because sleeping was terrifying because I, th- I don't know, I thought something would happen. And in the last week, I think, like I was so exhausted, I finally took a day off of, from work because I was just like, I can't do my work anymore because I've had three weeks of not proper sleep. So I took a day off and I just hung around the house, didn't do much couldn't still couldn't really sleep so it didn't really help but I sort of rested and didn't do much and it was mid-afternoon and by now it was like June here which is mid-winter like getting on to actually I think it might have even been the 22nd so it might have been Yule it might have been mid-winter and I was just sitting in the house and I thought If I stay in this house by myself for too much longer, I'm going to go mad. Like I had this real sense of like disconnect to my everyday at that time. And I just thought I have to, I have to get out of here or I'm going to actually go like I could easily go crazy if I stay in in this house, if I stay by myself. And a couple of days later, My mum came over and it was like the weekend I was going home the next day. So she came and got some of my stuff and yeah, I was going to, I think it may have been the Sunday. So I was going to get up, feed the cat in the morning, like make sure he was okay and then go to work and go back to my home then. And my mum just said to me, why, why didn't you tell me that you, (laughs) you weren't, haven't slept for like three weeks? Because I'd talked to her. Like regularly, she rang up to see what I was doing and how it's going, and I always said, "Oh, I'm fine. Like the house is lovely," and it was. But every evening, every night, it was just absolutely terrifying. I couldn't. I don't really know what it was. And I left, and I was fine. Nothing happened. However, on the day I came home, I told my mum, like more about what happened, because then I actually could tell her. I didn't just say, "Oh." I've been a bit upset and I haven't been sleeping properly, which is what I told her while I was still at the house. When I came back and was home, then I told her I saw a really weird mangled bits of person creature and I thought it had killed everybody in the house even though there was no one else there. So we researched the house or at least the houses in that area and one of the things we found out was in the 1800s, there were mine shafts in that area and people often fell down them and died. So it could have been that. But some of the houses in that street and the streets around had been built for the men returning from the war, from the Second World War. 
So we think it may have been possibly a post-traumatic stress something, like they would have definitely had post-traumatic stress, PTSD, but also the women who had to live with their husbands when they came back because I had a real thing of like I couldn't leave the house and I didn't go out much because I felt I couldn't go out besides going to work and like buying groceries. I felt I couldn't leave the house and I felt I couldn't tell anyone what was going on, which at that time, yeah, could they have told people that their husbands were like psychotic after being in a war? (laughs) Whereas when they'd left, they were perfectly fine. Like no one talked about it. And yeah, the fact that when I saw the creature, I felt that I knew it had killed killed in inverted commas the five other people who lived in the house there weren't there wasn't five other people living in the house the lady who lived there lived on her own and only lived with her daughter so it wasn't anything to do with them directly there weren't five people at a stretch there had never been five people in that house and and our the lady we know who, who our house sat for I don't think there were ever five people in the house no, but she has only owned the home since her daughter was small. So there's a lot of um, history before that, but I'm just saying it wasn't connected to mm, her because I couldn't think yeah, ever yeah, yeah, yeah. when there would have been five yeah. people in that house, five other people yeah. in the house, six altogether. She did have renters. I don't think five or six people in the house. But yeah. She did have it, renters. Because... It was, it's not, not a big yeah. house. It's two bedroom. Yeah. It's not a big house. Yeah. So. Yeah. Having six people in there would have been a squishy, to put it, it does mildly. Make you think that a war link seems more likely. Like you know, when I read about it, yeah. When I read about mm-hmm. it, I thought the Second World War was definitely what was going on there. And like You've this person, wonder if it's guilt and <laughs> yeah. Well, the the thing I saw was like hacked up people. Mm. and given what may have happened at that time it seemed quite possible that it was connected with that so I was thinking of family so the Mm. men's because generally it was the men who went at this time still the male soldier husband and maybe the woman's fear had because I felt the woman's fear because I was the female and seeing the male, her husband's guilt at what had happened. Because, mm. mm. yeah, horrible things did happen at that time and it was just how it was. Mm. So that mm. was terrifying when it happened. But after I read a little bit of the history, at least of like the houses in those streets, it did begin to make sense. Mm. And... Looking back, I probably should have cleansed the house a lot more, <laughs> you know, at all. Yeah. And the thing while I was there, the thing that really got me was I'd been there three weeks and had not – it was lovely. I liked it. Mm. It was really nice. Mm. And the other thing that you'll think is kind of cute, when I saw the thing and was like I had to – from that night on, I had to keep the door closed. I have a thing with doors, it seems, because having the door open absolutely terrified me. And I had the light on outside and I could see some of the light coming in under the door. So I felt okay, but I had to have the door closed. And I felt every night I also had all this guilt because I was like, 
the cat's out there with the thing <laughs> and I can't get him to come in. He'll be okay, won't he? But so I had – Lux was biting. <laughs> yeah. So I had cat mama guilt, cat sitter guilt. He was always fine. I don't think he – he wasn't the smartest cat I've looked after. <laughs> so I don't know if he would have known – well, no, I take that back. He was quite smart, but I don't think, you know if he sensed much. <laughs> but he was fine. He was fine. The cat was 100% fine. And obviously the cat had lived there because he wasn't young. He was 11. So he'd been living in the house for 11 years. Yeah, I think he was okay. And I he was. when he came home. <laughs> So uh, I, because I know the person. Yes, we both know this person. Sitting with, yeah. Um, I sit next to this person at work, actually. So, um, she was telling me, "Oh, well, you've been in my house, like you know," and I'm like, "No, I haven't. Like, I've been outside your house. I've never been in." And she was like, "What? When Hannah was here, you didn't go over?" And I was like, "No, no, I." I that was why. Go visit. Yeah. Which seems weird <laughs> and now. She cause... Was, we talked so about it. Shocked. Yeah. Yeah. We talked yeah. about you coming yeah. over. Yeah. Yeah. Because we knew she yeah. would have been okay with that, and I just yeah. I, could, I couldn't. Now this could be crazy, but I, I'd go. I would go back and house sit for her. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Actually, I do know why. I'm not letting those bitches get the better of me. You watch. I'm gonna have a really <laughs> bad night tonight and see a whole bunch of things. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Yeah. Oh, kind. Of, I am really grateful that that generally what I have seen has been quite benign. Like nothing's ever come of it, and I touch wood and touch forehead and yes, you know, because I've been very lucky. But um, like, and there are times where I thought if I don't engage, it'll be fine. So you know, yeah, yeah, and I, I feel blessed (laughs) you should and I mean the things I've seen and experienced now I'd hope I wouldn't I'd hope I'd know what to do now Mm. and I mean I had that experience last year and I'm always a bit you're always because I house sit a bit not a huge amount I just for people I know so every now and again I'm going into these new spaces and I have to sleep and I have weird sleep anyway. So eh. it does seem like I have a doorway thing. I now can't sleep with the door open anymore. It's a liminal space. So, yeah. you know. But it's, it's a learning mm. thing. So it's now like, okay, when I go to a new space and probably here at home and I probably should do it mm. more, like you bless the doorway, you cleanse it for want of a better word and make sure that things can't come through yeah 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 there are things you can do mm. magically to protect yeah and I should just that's that's what sure. I should be doing and I should be thinking yeah. of that because you know you can take you can take a, a stick of incense or a small bundle of sage to a person's house and, and cleanse the five minute cleansing that it would take to do a doorway yeah I don't think anyone would worry about that too much. And and the other thing is that it can be just like even like oils and doing like, 
you know, symbols or, you mm. know, just anything like that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you obviously have the ability to see some pretty, pretty crazy stuff. And it's there's fun. part of me that's like, <laughs> that's like, oh, I don't have that. The other part of me is like, yes, <laughs> I don't have that. <laughs> I like my, you know, ghost just touching me, which I haven't talked about or like, you know, things like that. I can handle that. <laughs> but um, seeing something scary, like I haven't seen anything scary and I would like it to stay that way for sure. Yeah. I just, yeah. I always think that I'm not going to be given more than I can handle and I just have to yeah. figure out how to handle it. And yeah. in that instance, I didn't handle it very well because I gave into, <laughs> you know, the feeling of what what was there, what could have been in that area, like it could have been in one of the other houses. And, and that's what I feel. I feel like because when I read the little bit of history, it was the houses surrounding that, that street. It wasn't actually yeah. that street in particular, like it was the street at the end at the top because yeah. it's a dead end street. Yeah. So it was those yeah. houses. And I'm just like, this is what you're like, like as in me. And I have to realize that if there's something weird in an area and I'm going to be there, like come there and stay there for a while, there could be a possibility that's going to come and pay me a visit and I have to be ready. And, you know, up until not very long ago, last year, as is obvious from my story, I wouldn't have admitted that. I would have just been like, oh, it's in the house. It's not me. Yeah. yeah. All the history up until this point, like just discarded. That doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that you've seen a whole bunch of things. It's not you. It's them. But it, it is something with me too and I have to learn what to do. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and the thing is – like you have given yourself that break, but you do have to give yourself a break because you're feeling mm. emotions that you've never had to feel before. Like they are, you know, you don't mm. know what, well, I certainly hope that you don't know what PTSD is. And, I don't. Um, so there we my go. neighbor has it and it's awful. And, yeah. Um, I can't imagine. And yeah. And just like, you know, if you're, you know, empathetically feeling that emotion and you're taking that on and you're taking on the fear of the other bodies and yeah the other ghosts um or spirits or whatever whatever you say, yeah then then how are you meant to deal with that if you've never come across it before obviously shielding and and magical yeah. stuff that you can do to help protect obviously but until you are experiencing it hmm. you know and, and the other thing you get that yeah crippling power of that fear thing where you just don't see an option out then yeah and that's what yeah. it was like and but while I was there I didn't even think to look up the history of the house to yeah. see what it was I was just like I'm scared all the time yeah. oh, well I'm scared of yeah. the night and I just wasn't quite yeah. thinking clearly because of it had such an influence but also I didn't think to shield myself to stop. Yeah. Because I went yeah. very mundane, very muggle and was just like, Oh no, you should just you should be fine. There's no you shouldn't th th what's going on? Like you're just afraid because it's a different house. Like I 
used every explanation, as I assume the wife of a PTSD soldier might have done, every excuse to not accept what was going on. Yeah. Which fitted yeah. perfectly with what it could have been or what I yeah. think it was. Yeah. Yeah. I just followed, played that path, followed the old record exactly as I am assuming a woman in that situation would have done. Nothing's wrong. It's fine. It's just something I have to deal with because mm. that's what they would have had to do to a degree. And and that's the thing, like, you know, one of the things that you're saying is that you couldn't talk about it with anyone. Yeah. Like, and, yeah. So if you were to go house sit, <laughs> you would go differently. <laughs> I would take a lot of sage and I would probably also do some kind of i.e. Anzac Day, like example, I would do some kind of ritual to protect me first and I would cleanse the house. Hopefully our friend would be fine with that because I don't have a choice because I wouldn't be going unless I could. I think she'd be okay. And But then I would do something to commemorate what that husband, I'm assuming, went through, Mm -hmm. what that person went Mm -hmm. through, acknowledging that there may have been something horrible multiple horrible things that happened and that Mm -hmm. their pain and fear over what they did or felt forced to do or even if they weren't very nice but just saying yep that happened to you but we're done with it now so an Mm -hmm. acknowledgement but not an invitation yep 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 but only after protecting myself (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah, but just yeah. like a sever and of those ties, like yes, this happened to you, but it's done. Mm-hmm. That was your life then, and whatever's happened to you now is not attached to that. Yeah. And also, then, if I was absolutely terrified, I would tell somebody. That was going to say it's so important. Like even you just telling your mum and getting the history, like that was a step. And yeah, so yeah. But also now, a few people know that I had these experiences in this house. So if I went back to house it, those people would know. And Liz would be like, are you okay? And I'd go, no. every day. Yeah. We're like, it's dark now. Are you okay? <laughs> Can I just call you over Skype for a little while? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just don't post the cameras towards the door. <laughs> <laughs> and it was only, well, I only slept in one room. So who knows? Yeah. 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 That's my story. <laughs> that's a good place to stop, I think. I think that's, um, yeah. It got deep good. and meaningful. We had a D&M over that one. And hopefully everyone will like our experiences. And tell us about yours. Like, yeah, you know, we would love to, you know, just do what everyone else does and read your experiences as well. Cause... And then especially anything connected to... Tasmania, of course, because we've or Australia because that's our bent. Yep, and, and New Zealand too. Like you know that kind yeah. of area. We we have very similar um, issues in that we don't get to tell our stories very often. Yeah. So, so here's yeah. your chance. And I mean, I know like shadow people. Some of our stories, shadow people. I can't think what your ghost was called. Um, impressions. You know, they happen in yep. lots of different places, but this is these are our stories. These are examples yeah. of what happened here. So Whereas Southern Hemisphere yeah. pagan podcast and 
you know represent but yeah, yeah exactly so yes even if they're not particularly have some kind of well I don't know if ours any of ours had a particular Tasmanian kind of aspect to it just happened here um but still yeah if if you are at all inclined to share yeah email us email us witchy dot bites or <laughs> witchy dot bites yes I'm at outlook.com <laughs> yes yeah please do we would really love to hear from you and of course you can always message us on instagram mm-hmm. chances are it'll be me responding <laughs> at the moment yes <laughs> and on facebook as well although yeah. neither hanny or i really look there that often so we get we're there we get the notifications of course so. we do so please and if you want to share do. with us and if you'd like us to read it on a future podcast, yeah, that'd be great, of course. Everyone does that. But if you just want to share, that is fine. It's nice to have yeah, absolutely. different people to communicate with. We're a small community. Even across yeah. Australia, we're still relatively small, Australia and New Zealand, compared to other places. I have to say it's feeling a lot less small uh, yeah. with everything that's happening on Zoom. Like I went and did that that wonderful talk on voodoo which i probably pronounced wrong new orleans voodoo and hoodoo so um and that was something that i would never have got to have done sounded really cool normally so that was really cool yeah that was from a launceston group so up north of the state so that was Mm. really cool shout out to ron (laughs) yeah it sounded really awesome and i think i'm hoping that you know because we are part of a community that does sort of keep to ourselves traditionally. Like you might hear about other people in your area, maybe not, but now we might come out of the woodwork a bit more as I suppose other Mm. groups would be finding that as well with isolating and social distancing. So we have to reach out and connect in other ways. So there might be. Just check in with each other as well. Like, if there's a, a group, a local group that has a Facebook group page, just reach out and see how everyone's doing. Yeah. I try to do that regularly with the Tassie group. and mm. Yeah. Because we need it at the yeah. moment. Especially our poor Northwest Coasters. Oh, yeah. They're having a, a rough time. Well, hopefully everyone mm. stays well and, and mentally well as well with mm-hmm. everything that's going on and we're thinking of you all. Yeah, we mm. absolutely are. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we will say bye. Say good catch up the good next night one. and goodbye. Yes. <laughs> bye. Bye.